So Dawson Gross diagrams can represent um, covalent bonds to show the sharing electron pairs. So for example, in chlorine, it's is Cl2. Each chlorine atom begins with seven electrons in their outer shell. And by sharing one pair of electrons in the middle of those two chlorine atoms in a single covalent bond, it allows each chlorine atom to obtain a full shell, uh, outer shell of electrons with eight electrons in that outer shell. Another example would be water. So because oxygen has six electrons in its outer shell, uh, it needs to have two more extra electrons shared with it to get a full outer electron shell. And to do this, in water, it forms single covalent, covalent bonds with two hydrogen atoms. And just so happens that those, each of those hydrogen atoms need one electron, so they can share, uh, the, share a pair of electrons each. And you can also get double and triple covalent bonds. So the early examples we looked at were single covalent bonds, and only one pair of shared electrons were uh, shared between the atoms. But um, it's possible sometimes to form two pairs, uh, sorry, to share two pairs of electrons, or three, even three pairs of electrons. So if you share two pairs of electrons, that's what's called a double covalent bond. And if you share three pairs of electrons, that's what's called a triple covalent bond. And those double and triple covalent bonds are normally stronger and require more energy to break, simply because they've got more shared electrons uh, in between those atoms. And for each oxygen atom, it needs two electrons to get a full outer shell. Therefore, each oxygen atom shares two electrons with the other, and that leaves two pairs of electrons shared between the atoms. So remember that this is what we call a double covalent bond because it shares two pairs of electrons between the atoms. There are three types of covalent bond, remember. Double, or say single, double, and triple. And the single ones involved a single pair of shared electrons. And group seven elements are an example of somewhere where a single bond um, forms because each atom needs to gain one electron to gain a full outer shell. Double covalent bonds have two shared pairs of electrons. So an example of that would be group six elements. They're joined by double bonds to each other as the atoms need to gain two electrons um, to gain a full outer shell. And triple covalent bonds involve three pairs of shared electrons in the covalent bond. And you find those with group five elements. They're joined with triple covalent bonds because they need those three um, electrons to gain to gain a full out shell in, uh, in the electronic structure. And remember those three. A triple has three shared pairs, um, three shared pairs of electrons. Um, and that's between two non-metals. A uh, one pair shared of electrons between two non-metals is a single covalent bond, and two shared pairs of electrons between two non-metals are double covalent bonds. In hydrogen, which is H2, each hydrogen atom needs to, to get one extra electron to get a full outer shell of electrons. And each 
um, hydrogen atom shares one electron with the other, leaving one pair of electrons with a shared space in the shared space between the atoms. So that's a single covalent bond. For, for ammonia, which is NH3, when the nitrogen reacts with the hydrogen to form ammonia, how many atoms will bond to each nitrogen atom? Well, nitrogen's got um, five electrons in its outer shell, so it needs to gain three. But each hydrogen can only offer one. So if we need to gain three, you need three hydrogens in there to, um, to form a bond, to form the link and make nitrogen have the full outer shell and also have hydrogen have the full outer shell. Each nitrogen atom in N2, just so pure nitrogen, needs three extra pairs of electrons with it to obtain a full outer shell of electrons. So each nitrogen atom shares three electrons with the other, leaving three pairs of electrons in the shared space between the atoms. And that's an example of a triple covalent bond. Now, when we represent covalent bonds, there are many ways to do it. Four ways of representing um, ammonia could be shown with uh, dots, first of all, dots representing the outer shell electrons of atoms of one element, and crosses representing the outer shell electrons of another element. Limitation of this, um, this way of showing um, covalent bonds is that it only shows electrons differently um, for each atom when they're actually exactly the same. So even though um, uh, an electron's coming from a, a high, um, hydrogen or if it's coming from a nitrogen, they're actually the same thing, but they're represented differently. Another way of doing it is um, exactly the same, using dots for one um, atom's electrons and crosses for another atom's electrons, but not showing the rings around each of the elements. You can also use a ball and stick diagram. So the sticks represent the bonds between the atoms, bar, and then the, there's balls which represent the actual atoms themselves. The only limitation of this method is that atoms are much closer together than the diagrams actually show. So it's bit, it tries to show it in sort of a 3D structure, but it's not actually that accurate. And the last way that we can represent covalent bonds is using lines between atoms. So the atomic symbols, that's just the letters, uh, represent the atoms, and the lines between the atoms represent the covalent bonds. So just to recap those ways of representing covalent bonds, the diagram, um, a diagram that shows a dot and cross diagram would have the full outer shell of electrons, and it would have dots for the electrons from one atom and crosses from the electrons from another atom. And those three ways again, we've got the ball and stick diagram, we've got the dot and cross diagram with shells, we've also got the dot and cross diagram without shells, and we, then we've got the line diagram, which just has lines to show the covalent bonds. So, in hydrochloric acid, HCl, you, if you wanted to draw a dot and cross diagram for a HCl, you would have hydrogen, which has 
uh, one electron in its outer shell. Uh, you could represent that with a cross. And then you could have the seven electrons in chlorine's outer shell represented by dots. And between the hydrogen and the chlorine, you would have one cross and one dot. That's that one shared pair of electrons. And if we've got lines that represent a covalent bond, they're simply called line diagrams. Now remember, if we've got covalent, we can have three different types of covalent bond. We can have single, double, or triple. Now, single covalent bonds just have one uh, pair of shared electrons between the atoms. Double covalent bonds have two pairs of shared electrons between the atoms, and triple covalent bonds have three pairs of shared electrons between the atoms. So the dot and, dot and cross diagram for hydrogen H2 um, shows that two hydrogen atoms need to bond together. When each of these when these atoms bond covalently, how many pairs of electrons do they share? Well, it's a single covalent bond, and they're only sharing one pair of electrons. Both the hydrogen and the chlorine atoms need one extra electron shared with them to obtain a full outer shell of electrons in hydrogen chloride, HCl. Each atom shares one electron with the other, leaving one pair of electrons to be shared in the space between the atoms. And remember, that's what we call a single covalent bond. If you found this episode useful, you will find more episodes by searching for our new podcast channels. Search Revise GCSE and your subjects for more podcasts to help you with your revision.